You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to another thrilling episode of The Toilet of Hell Radio Show. It's me, Joe Thrash and Kill, joined as always by the good and golden boy, the internet's sweetheart. You know him, you love him. He's 365 Days of Horror, or as I like to call him, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? Look in my eyes, what do you see? CM Punk is back in WWE. I don't really follow wrestling very closely didn't he get fired for like assaulting a co-worker or something or is that their, in the, just their in job? the other company in oh. ew <laughs> i mean like it's hard to keep up because you know these guys assault their co-workers like for a living so i don't know what's real and what's fake because they're working you bro it's always a work again this is all deeply confusing to me jordan can you break down to brass sacks what's going on so cm punk was in wwe for a long time had a falling out they fucked with him for a long time. He disappeared from wrestling, went to UFC for a while and lost very badly and got his head beat in. And uh, about a year ago, he went to the new company, AEW. People were very excited. It was the first time he was back in wrestling in like a decade. And it went okay for a little while. And then he started having backstage issues with a lot of people uh, that led to like one big fight backstage. He went away for a while, came back. And had another fight with Luke Perry's son. For real. A real fight. Luke and, Perry? Uh, like the 90210 guy? Yes. His son, Jack Perry, is known as Jungle Boy in AEW. I see. And uh, Jungle Boy wanted to use like real glass in a match. And CM Punk's like, no, we don't do that. Like, that would be stupid. Why would you do that? And uh, during a match at their big pay-per-view in uh, London... At Wembley Stadium, which had like 80,000 people, uh, Jack Perry had a match where he was thrown through glass and very publicly in the camera went like, this is real glass. And uh, as soon as he walked backstage, the words were exchanged. And then according to who you want to believe, CM Punk choked him. I see. Hmm. And then he got fired. And now he's back in WWE. I don't really know the relative popularity of these characters, but I assume that your CM Punk is a more valuable player than Luke Perry's stupid kid, right? CM Punk is your Nolan Ryan rookie card to, right. uh, I don't know, with pick a real loser baseball player. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, no, I mean, Robin Ventura would work just fine there as well. Because he got noogies? Yeah, because he got noogies. Also, you don't remember anything Robin Ventura did aside from getting noogies and then later becoming a coach. Uh, all right. Well, <clears throat> so he's back in WWE now. I assume he fought a really good match, right? Uh, he showed up at the end of a pay-per-view and that was it. All but right. That's enough. That's how popular he is. You could just show up and that's what everyone's talking about. I mean, like, in some way, the wrestling folks are exactly like the Marvel movie types. It's like, oh, Glorp Shido showed up in the last five minutes of this movie. So this is uh, big things coming. So we got to get that sizzle reel going for an, a future adaptation to expand the wrestling universe or whatever the fuck is going on. I mean, some guitar nerd showed up to some concert and played their old hit song. People would go crazy about that, too. We're all just piece of shit stink ass marvel nerds i guess just with different uh different little people different little facets um anyway 
That's well, that's exciting. Are you excited uh, to see more of WWE in the future? Uh, this is the first time I've been interested in wrestling in probably about 10 years. We'll Jesus. see. Oh, part of it is also because, you know, maybe fights will actually happen backstage again. So there's a lot of intrigue with that. Like, will he be able to get along with people? And he might not be able to, but I'm sure there's a lot of money being thrown around. So everyone will be on their best behavior. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It seems to me like uh, some of these people have very poor impulse control. So we'll we'll figure that, that out pretty quickly as well. This is also a publicly traded company that's now owned by Endeavor, you know, conglomerate. One of the Emanuels runs it. So they will shut bad behavior down pretty quickly, I am sure. Do the Saudis own a piece of this yet? Not yet. Okay. Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> uh, pretty good. Uh, Jordan, we, uh, we did an episode, uh, shit. What did we do on our last episode? Talked about the news. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it was Thanksgiving last week. Did you, did you have a good Thanksgiving? It existed. How was yours? Uh, I think it was okay. I don't really remember anything that happened there. Uh, I'm sure that you're plenty thankful for things though, right? Like, um, <clears throat> what, what are you thankful for this year? I don't know. Yeah. I got nothing. All out of gratitude. Uh, but you know, all those good feelings of Thanksgiving, uh, all the ideas of, you know, uh, kinship and gratitude, love for your friends and family. We can toss that shit right out the fucking window. Cause it's goddamn Christmas time now. Right. Am I right? Obey and consume baby. Exactly. I've got fucking various e-commerce windows open right now trying to decide what to buy. I've already bought 11 pairs of pants, Jordan, 11. Is it all the same pair of pants? You just bought eleven of them, or are these different pants? Uh, it's it's they offered a bundle of like eleven pairs of pants, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm doing it, man. <laughs> so you're going to the outlet stores and you're just buying slightly irregular pants in bulk. Yeah, I mean, essentially, that's 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 exactly what I'm doing. So, so fo- follow up question. Uh huh. What happened to your other pairs of pants that you need 11 pairs of pants now? Um, I lost weight, Jordan. Uh, my... Oh, look at you. I, Just no, rub it in everyone's face. Now, let, let me go ahead and put this here. This is not something I wanted or intended to do. Okay, is that is that clear? I'm just getting skinnier and losing muscle mass because I don't have time to like eat or work out or any of those things. So, um. Uh, Getting getting skinnier, getting uh, getting more uh, gaunt as the years go by. So I got to get littler pants to to accommodate that. But do you still have the Pixar mom dump truck ass? That's what of we need. Of course. Know. Okay, good. Yeah, the, I I go to the gym. I do only glute lifts, nothing else, just to have a huge dump truck fucking donk. <laughs> you just put like ankle weights on each cheek and uh, do squats. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I need little pants. Anyway, um, it's uh, it's roughly adjacent to Christmas time now. By the time this episode comes out, is it going to be December yet? No. Something. Uh, the, the thing is, with especially in America, Christmas is now starting like mid October. Dude, it's <laughs> all before all the stores that. Are, all the stores are shifting out of Halloween mode already before it even happens. Dude, I went to Home Depot uh, like at the end of September. Wearing shorts because it was a hundred fucking degrees outside, 
and uh, half of the store was devoted to you know light up plastic gigaws that just screamed christmas music i was like man if i worked at the store i would fucking kill myself it is um, funny how like home depot or lowe's like half the store is kind of shifted into like not home goods yeah it's like i i just want to buy a hammer like the specific type of screw i don't need a blow up you know snow globe no precisely like i have a specific need that's why i came to the home depot like a deck screw or like a specific outdoor light and instead you're assaulting me with some like uh giant uh rudolph the red-nosed reindeer that screams music at me it's like that's not useful that is not a home improvement good that is a home deprovement good (laughs) and they also have like lots of food and candy now at the registers i've noticed Oh yeah, yeah. If you, it's, it's all, uh, it's all definitely American size too. Like you want a candy bar, you're getting the extra, extra, extra large one. Contains... I couldn't, po- I couldn't possibly go to Home Depot without getting four Twix for three dollars and ninety nine cents. Man, I have a, a fucking smoke detector that came with my house, right? And I opened it up and it had a battery size I had never seen in my life before. And so I go to Home Depot to get a battery to fit it because it was beeping at me and it needed to be replaced. And I'm not one of those freaks that just lets a smoke detector beep at them nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one battery was $17 to fit this thing. I was like, what the, f- I should just buy a new fucking smoke detector and put a double A in there. What are we doing here? Was it like a double Z battery? Essentially, man. Like I, I, I bought a lot of batteries in my day. I've never even heard of this one before, so I had to get a specialty <laughs> it was, battery. It was a regular battery, and someone had just whittled it down to fit into the smoke detector. <laughs> um, but this is not a home improvement podcast. This is theoretically a podcast about heavy metal. So, to do that, <clears throat> to really make that transition here, to stick the landing, uh, you put in. The Yeoman's work on this episode, have you not? As always. As always. I'm here uh, to be the pretty face. You're the, the hardworking guy behind the scenes. Right. You're the sh- you're the show horse. I'm the workhorse. Exactly. Uh, these are glamour muscles only. They are not fit to actually do any work. Um, <clears throat> we need to talk about Christmas music, Jordan. And do you know why we need to do that? Because society has deemed that Christmas music needs to play everywhere at all times as soon as it's november ish correct i think about 10 years ago one of the early things i wrote for the toilet of hell was a very silly thing about spitting acid in people's faces and christmas music uh but i I like recounted 10 christmas songs that i actually kind of like and i stand by that list those are songs that i still kind of like everything else i feel is absolute fucking dog shit i never want to hear it again and yet and yet jordan i can't escape Almost any of this stuff, uh, because this is what society deems that we all want to hear once it gets slightly chilly outside. So, again, to shoehorn this into a metal direction, we have a collection of quote-unquote heavy metal covers of Christmas standards. And this, guys, if you just want to go ahead and you know turn off your radio right now, it's bad. It's so bad. But we got to get into it. We got to talk about why each one is bad. And uh, towards the end, maybe we can talk about some things that aren't that bad. But for the most part, this is going to be a slog. (laughs) I mean, most of them are bad just for me, who does not celebrate Christmas and has to be inundated with the goys for like three months out of the year. 
and just all the winter wonderland and happiness, especially with songs written by Jewish men in like the 40s. Wait, did uh, was that a common thing? Uh, these uh, like Ten Pan Alley guys writing Christmas songs? Yeah, I think like White Christmas was written by Jewish people. A bunch of like the hits that you know for specific Christmas songs are written by Jewish people. I love the idea. Yeah, like the goys will eat this shit up. And they do. <laughs> I mean, we we know at least in your own personal life a handful of people who go all out for this time of year, and they're running around like their life is a movie, going from store to store, filling their arms with gifts, getting dressed up in ugly sweaters, and having parties and making eggnog. And the rest of the year, they're miserable pieces of shit. That is true. Yes, uh, my wife actually. Uh, we've been... <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not where this is going. <laughs> Good save. Turn, turn out of the skid <laughs> we've been together for almost a decade now and this is the first year where she is like we are getting a fucking christmas tree i hate you you piece of shit we're going to have a christmas tree in this house uh because i've been you know pretty much on uh, my soapbox since we got together that i believe christmas is for children and we do not yet at this point have children she was like i like christmas we're going to have a christmas tree and as expected all of our animals want nothing more than to fuck around and destroy this goddamn tree. It's got so many things hanging off it. You just have to hit it. I just look over and I see either a dog or cat like chewing on it constantly. It's like, this is untenable. Is it a <laughs> real tree or plastic? Plastic. Mm. This bomb is untenable, is, uh, as I would say. Anyway, um, so... Uh, I'm sure that that will require emergency surgery in the near future, but uh, we have it. We have the tree. We are officially in a winter wonderland. And what better way to put us in the winter wonderland mindset than with this song that I think that you all know and love. Jordan, what is it? We have so many choices. Let's take it from the top of the list. That's what I'm thinking here. Okay. Uh, here is the most like MTV 2002 thing I think I've ever found. It is Ozzy Osbourne and Jessica Simpson and Sharon Osbourne doing Winter Wonderland. Let's go ahead and just listen to a bit of this. We don't, you don't really need much of this to get exactly what we're getting down here. This was clearly like um, an early, early experiment and like just the the engineer trying to fix everything like after the fact, right? Ozzy is so loud in the song compared to Jessica Simpson's voice. It's just it sounds like he's getting his dick sucked by like a robot in this. It's just such a weird, weird tone coming out of all of this. I feel like a. You know, we got it's easy to generate AI audio now, but uh, this this seems like what they were trying to do 20 years ago to get that out. There's Very. a lot of studio magic to make Ozzy sound like 1984 Ozzy and to make Jessica Simpson sound like as breathy and as clear as possible. Like it is um, like about the closest thing that I can think of here is uh, is is the like. Jaw Rule, Swizz Beats, Metallica stuff from around the same time. 
just it had to be the same producer working on this. It was just clearly way in over his head. <laughs> it's just an MTV joint where they're trying to mash different popular cultural things and like try to get a hit out of it. And there's a video that goes with this too. People can find this on YouTube where they're dressed up and they're having like fun winterland nonsense where they're dressing up a snowman and Ozzy takes the carrot out of the snowman's nose and puts it in the crotchal area. I, uh, yeah, it's a really good bit when it, they did it in, uh, the Fairly brothers dumb and dumber in 1993. <laughs> um, I don't know, man, this one's pretty, pretty dog shit awful. I feel like it's hard to top this. Don't you think it, we're starting off strong? It is. I mean, this was around when they had the Osbournes and they had the Jessica Simpson, Nicholas Shea show. So it kind of makes sense, but it's been 20 years. So you forget that these sort of things existed and happened. So seeing it and hearing it again is just like a bad, youthful memory. It's like yeah. when you were embarrassed in high school or something and it all comes flooding back to you. Like for the most part, the early 2000s are real dearth of culture in my life. Like, I can't really think of much enduring that came out of it. Maybe uh, the crunk stuff, like with Little John, but nothing else. <laughs> and the battle for Ozfest. And the battle for Ozfest, yeah. Um, There's a real transitional state in which this was, this was most of the output at the time, I would say. Um, really, probably best to leave that all in the past. Yeah, I think we kind of like reached a pop cultural, like, plateau so then it was just trying to mash things together and be like you're popular and you're popular let's do something together because like there was nothing really replacing it yet yeah and again uh trying to find ways to make new money out of existing money you get well Aussie's show is popular jessica simpson's show is popular they would probably sound good together and Aussie did not even show up to the studio that day <laughs> Um, moving on here a little bit, you found something else that's awful. Uh, I watched, uh, this first video you put up of a cover of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, a song that I think is truly terrible to begin with, uh, but maybe somebody else can do something with it. Uh, who is this artist you found? So over the past couple of weeks, uh, I help, uh, our buddy Joaquin Stick put together all of our Monday press articles finding whatever music comes out and this one stood out and a bunch of these stood out because there's more of them it's Tarja Tarunanin mm -hmm. formerly of Nightwish who was putting out this is her second there's actually already been one that has come out Dark Christmas albums I see that sounds necessary absolutely necessary and she is doing well-known Christmas songs like Frosty the Snowman all I Want for Christmas is You, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, where she is singing in her operatic voice. She still has it. I give her all the credit. She is a better singer than, what, 90-something percent of everyone out there. But they're doing, like, slow, maudlin, extremely dramatic versions of these happy, jaunty songs. And it is, it's very over-the-top. And there's music videos that go along with them, and they're yeah. all over the top. Like, this one specifically opens with a fucking children's choir, too. That's so immediate no Yeah. That. Um, this, this song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, was written specifically to, like, get a novelty Christmas hit. And, like, <clears throat> that was, like, 70 years ago. We shouldn't have to 
we shouldn't have to add gravitas to this this like quick cash in song. <laughs> Rudolph the Red and it's like she's dressed up like a fucking uh, a Disney witch or something like that. It's it's clear that you're going for like some kind of dark and brooding thing, but this is just such a joke to me. This is a farce of all of these strains put together. The slowed down cover, the dark slowed down cover. Like this is where this is what you get. You get a a twisted take on Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. What are we doing here, man? It makes me think of probably around the 2010s, we had dark reimaginings of fairy tale movies. Yeah. Uh, the Brothers Grimm, and wasn't there like uh, Red Riding Hood and other things like that, where it's you take what you know, but then you make it look like a bad Tim Burton movie. And right. This kind of fits in with that. Um, no, this is absolutely. This is, uh, if anything, like vying for Tim Burton's attention. <laughs> as far as who wants this sort of thing, I mean, they put out a second album, so someone out there must have wanted the first one. Well, I mean, if you look at the comments here, people love this shit. They can't get enough of it. They're like, so, "Wow, you you've really done something here." And I'd say, "Yes, you have done something here, but nothing that <laughs> nothing not for me." Yeah. <laughs> Someone call an ambulance, but not for me. Um, <laughs> th- I would assume it's people who like Nightwish, obviously. Mm. People who like operatic music. People who just really love Christmas. And, I don't know, Scandinavians and Laplanders that just love this stuff. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um <clears throat> This version really touched me deeply. Tarja's Dark Christmas is meant for those who feel more sadness than joy during this time of year. She is comforting me so much since I don't have the loving people who used to be around me on childhood. Even if we cannot turn back on time, we can bring new meaning to our lost innocence. Thank you, Tarja. And you know what? That's valid. Whatever whatever helps you through the day. But I will just note that this is a dark and brooding cover of Rudolph the fucking Red-Nosed right. Reindeer. So I think, like, as far as that comment goes, you know, there's the happy holiday season and my loved ones are no longer with me. I want to be sad. I fully agree with that. This isn't the song to do it. There are plenty of sad, plenty of very sad metal songs out there, if that's what you want to do. I just feel like the dramatic Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is an odd choice. Yes, agreed. But you know, um, I don't, I don't know shit because this has seventy-two thousand views and it came out two weeks ago. So clearly, the audience I, for it, it's just not us. Clearly, I don't know anything. Here's another one that you found that, uh, well, I hate, but uh, maybe other people have a different opinion on it. Uh, Twisted Sister. Are you familiar with them? I think we've talked about Dee Snyder once or twice on the show in recent years. It's possible. Um, They put out a record called A Twisted Christmas. Of course they did. Um, This track you found is called Oh Come All Ye Faithful. Are you familiar with that one? That's more of a, that's more of like a, uh, you know, a Jesus-y. 
uh, Christmas song as opposed to like a children's toy Christmas song. Right. It's uh, more religious. And I mean, just the name always makes me giggle like an eight year old. <laughs> um, it is also funny because D. Snyder is at least half Jewish. And I remember years ago on VH1, they had like a heavy metal Hanukkah or something like that. I know it's on YouTube where it's like him and Scott Ian and a couple of other at least half Jewish rock and metal musicians come together. And it's just they kind of talk and I don't really see the point of it. But then they put out a Christmas album and he gets dressed up like Santa when they used to have Christmas shows and the whole deal. So it's kind of like, eh, okay, day. Well, as we've covered, he has no real strong opinions about like our beliefs in anything. He has strong opinions, but no, no core beliefs to him. He really is Gene Simmons with uh, better hair. Yeah. Less successful Gene Simmons. Um, <clears throat> this song, Oh, come all you faithful. Oh, come all you faithful, joyful and triumphant. You know, it's like a, we're calling for Jesus or whatever. And Twisted Sister managed to turn this somehow through the power of alchemy into We're Not Gonna Take It. Come all ye faithful. Like, oh, come all ye faithful. That is essentially what it is here. It even begins with like the the awful uh, fucking um, quiet riot drums, where they're the, the quiet riot drums that they were they themselves said they were doing a piss take. <laughs> yes, they and, recorded those poorly on purpose. Yes, uh, and going straight into it, it's like, oh man, this is you got you don't you don't have a lot of nuance. You don't have a lot of. Uh, <laughs> A lot of move to uh, room to grow within your genre, do you? They they have their hit, and they are going to do everything they can do to remind you that it existed. So uh, that's kind of cool. They put out this variant, and they managed to score uh, some money off of it. But again, I I, I am wise to your tricks. I know what you're up to. <laughs> um. Anyway, lots of people saying here. Um. This whole album is brilliant, which I would probably wrong. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. There's a Christmas punk finally. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, we need to have a talk. That's you need an intervention for saying that. Uh, I want to give a shout out to commenter at David Breen six three three five who says this always makes me laugh that the song is basically we're not going to take it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty obvious that's a, that's what they did. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, thank you, David Breen, for picking up the most obvious subsects here that all of these other morons are not capable of. So, anyway, um, what do you think? Can we can we call it on uh, Oh Come All Ye Faithful, We Ain't Gonna Take It? Yeah, they have a whole album of this stuff and insane music videos to go along with them. That's enough. That's how I feel about all of this. That's That's enough. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you found, uh, Lemmy, uh, that'd be Killmeister of Motorheads, uh, doing a cover of Chuck Berry's, uh, Run Run Rudolph. Out of all the 
This one's notable in that it's got um, Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top on guitar and uh, the god uh, Dave Grohl on drums here. I don't know if you know about that. I do know about that. And you'd think like with a lineup like that, oh, you know, this this could be fun. This could be good. This is late era, Lemmy. Yep. And uh, it sounds know, like it. Yeah. Especially with like our older states people who have been in metal for 30 40 50 years um they hold a reverence among a lot of fans and they can do no wrong lemmy can do wrong yeah this isn't good um it's not i do like uh i for let me give credit here billy gibbons his guitar sounds really good on this one for what it's worth um yeah you know. but it's most of it's dominated by lemmy's older hag haggard voice yeah, he's uh it's his age is really shining through on the vocals here. Um Yeah, man, it's 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 kind of rough. And I think they could have built around it where it just doesn't take over the whole song. Like I know he's his voice is cuts through a lot of things and is very iconic and well known, but you could have filled out the guitars and drums a little bit more, I think, to smooth out some of the rough edges. Agreed. And like for Dave Grohl having a reputation of a guy who hits the drums so hard, they're pretty anemic on this one. Yeah, they're not really doing much to to take up space. Like if you didn't tell people that he played drums on it, you'd never know. Never. Uh, this has 2.2 million views, though. So what the fuck do we know again? Because it's Christmas and because it's Lemmy. Oh, I will listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's uh, been forgotten from the collective consciousness or, you know, everybody's just as weird as I am. But uh Worth noting, um, you know, Chuck Berry, one of the all-time biggest freaks in the history of rock and roll. <laughs> Tell the people. I mean, like, <clears throat> so it, he did get arrested. He he was charged uh, with uh, setting up cameras in the toilets uh, at his uh, chicken restaurants in Tennessee. Uh, so he ended up uh, with, like, you know, days and days of footage of uh, women shitting. Uh, and what got him in trouble, you know, aside from the fact that he was doing it without their awareness, is that there were tons of children on that uh, videotape as well. Yeah. Um, but I also had this, um, gosh, I think it was an issue of Vice, uh, back when Vice still put out uh, print mags that included, um, reprinted some interviews uh, with a former significant others other of his uh that was published in penthouse i believe in the 80s that included additional details that apparently like he uh loved to start every morning uh with eating shit uh that's not metaphorical no 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 no. he he would uh he would and i i'm i'm tell you this because these words have been burned into my brain since i read them like 15 years ago so i'm going to collect uh, i'm going to uh inject uh this uh, awful mind virus into our listeners as well the line there that his ex-girl said was baby it's time for my breakfast and then like would have her shit into his mouth mm-hmm. so love christmas episodes man <laughs> Well, how do you come back from a story like that? Uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 tough to beat that. So let's listen to some audio diarrhea instead. Um, you found. Uh, let's let's do a little rock block here. 
if that's okay with you. Yeah, let's let's get to rocking. Um, all I want for Christmas, uh, parentheses, is you has been you know, uh, done to death meme over the last many years. That you know the sec the the joke is the second that it hits November, the second that it hits uh, a minute after Thanksgiving, we're all inundated with Mariah Carey's cover of uh phil specter's all i want for christmas is you um which is probably about right uh my mom bought that mariah carey album uh in the 90s and uh it it goes into the six cd changer starting in november along with two randy travis christmas records and like uh similar like uh christian fair i've had enough of it i don't ever want to hear it again but you can't deny it is very popular right no, I cannot deny a fact like that, but I, please, please stop. We don't need to hear it. We don't need to be inundated with it. So, and it, it really is something. I wonder if this is an international thing or is it just uniquely American, where we're so miserable the rest of the year that as soon as it gets a little cold, we just inject holiday cheer, no matter what's happening. It's just like, well, we got to put Mariah Carey on. It's November. We got to hang up the lights, even though, you know, if I fall off the ladder and hurt myself, I'll never be able to afford getting better. Dude, I had a, I had that happen yesterday when I was working. I had a a man fall off his ladder off of his house. And like, of course, he fucking broke his shoulder and he like, he's not going to heal properly. Like, why? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Come on. Like, we're just so depressed and broken that we force ourselves every year to do these things that they're just, I don't know, performative or fleeting or uh, means something at some point previous in your life, but now yes. you don't have to do it, but that, no, you that, feel compelled to, or you're trying to reach for a feeling that's long gone. I think that that's exactly what, what it is about the season to me. Like uh, you remember, some of us remember being a kid and having a really nice time around Christmas Maybe you did, maybe you didn't, or maybe you've tricked yourself in believing you did. Uh, and here you are as an adult, you have lost a lot of joie de vivre, and you're stuck uh, in this miserable shell of an adult body trying for to recapture something that you, no matter what you do, cannot recapture. It was fleeting. It was meant, it was a moment in time when life was completely different. But we're all going through this charade trying to do this. That's why I strongly believe Christmas is for children. Let children have a nice time with it. But if you're an adult, man, what are we? It's okay. You can just try to be 10% nicer. That's all that's required. <laughs> you can do that the entire year. You can. <laughs> you don't have to wait for December when people are wearing red and green to do it. Just, I don't know. And you could also like give people gifts too anytime you want. You don't have to wait for December. I You're honestly, not getting a good deal. <laughs> I prefer that. I prefer giving people gifts that are completely unexpected because I hate the obligation that goes mm. in with all of this. You know, my family stopped giving each other gifts when I was like 12, which is good. I think that that's a good thing to do <laughs> because the, the obligation of going to the store, buying something that somebody doesn't need, I, I it's, it's awful. And it goes into part of why I hate the season so much, just the insane consumption that nobody wants and nobody needs. Uh, it stresses people out. People go, you know, into debt for no, no good reason here, but that's, that's neither here nor there. What we're talking about is, 
All I Want for Christmas, a cover from some band called uh, From Ashes to New. And I, I think based on that name, that band name alone, you can guess a lot what it sounds like, right? I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. Yeah, this is one of those things where there's a lot, a lot of metalcore bands mm-hmm. that do Christmas songs every year since like the dawn of metalcore. And they all kind of follow this same formula yes. where they crank up the treble, they turn down the bass for a lot of the clean singing because they can't actually sing. Right. And then when it comes to the choruses, they throw in their breakdowns and their harsh vocals. And it's all very, very silly. This is like the stuff for people that like Sumerian records. Um, This video, it says it was released 11 months ago. But if you told me it was released 11 years ago, I would absolutely believe you. Because nothing has changed in that time with these exact guys. <laughs> It's all the same guys. They all look the same. All the band names are the same. The music is the same. This could be any band. The only thing that makes this like more modern is just better video. It's higher quality. Right. And but I mean, like even the, these guys are wearing their their silly Christmas sweaters that they bought online. Like their vocalist is wearing um, one that says reindeer gains. And it's a reindeer, you know, lifting weights. And it's like, OK. That was very popular 11 years ago as well. So, fuck. (laughs) Everything is completely dead, like completely still water here. And one of them is wearing a sweater that's a slayer, but it's like a sleigh. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, Santa Claus looking metal. So, yeah, it's any year this could be happening. Uh, I hate it. Um, But, you know, that's... That's just my opinion. Uh, this guy at Samsonic44844 says this version sounds so much more sorrowful than the original. Amazing how you could change the whole mood of the song without touching any lyrics. Amazing song. But it doesn't sound sorrowful. No, it does not. Uh, it has 462,000 views right now for being a year old. That's pretty good for a band I've never heard of once in my life. How about you? I have, but their name is like very generic to the point where it blends into other generic band names like Ashes Divide or From First to Last. It's like, I think I know this band. I think I've seen their name on some crummy like Welcome to Rockville lineup. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, No one can stop me. I'm playing this around the family on Christmas. Horns emoji. Also the head banging with Santa hats. Oh, hell yeah. Sunglasses emoji, horns emoji. <sighs> well, that sucks, but surely it can't get any worse, right? Ripper Owens put out a song. God damn it. This is also all I want for Christmas. Now, I think that this unintentionally may have been the genesis of this episode that we're doing right now, and that we were going through blabbermouth headlines a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and saw that uh, Tim Ripper Owens had combined with Bumblefoot, I believe, to to put this song out. Um, Bumblefoot, man. Fuck. That's how you know that you've hit the bottom of the barrel with all of this. 
He's a good guitarist. Uh, fuck this. Um, Dave Ellison is also on this somewhere in the background. All I want for Christmas is you with Tim Ripper Owens. It sounds exactly how you would imagine, is it not? This is a song by Tim Owens that you would expect him to sound like. As far as like some of the compared to the other songs that we've played and they're going to play on this show, it's fine. But whatever. Um, it has 3.7 thousand views, which that's, is that's not great. That's not great considering again, you've got Ripper Owens, Bumblefoot, Dave Ellison, et cetera, et cetera, on this. Uh, no comments on it either. So seems like well, this one was probably a failure. Comments are turned off. Oh, thank you, Orchard Enterprises. Sorry about that. Provided to YouTube by the Orchard Enterprises. So there you go. Yeah. So this isn't like officially uploaded by uh, Ripper Owens or whatever label this may be put on. <laughs> yeah, right. Or whoever is associated with him. This is Tim Ripper Owens topic. So it's yeah. just automatically uploaded. Uh, so I assume that a good portion of the views here are people that run podcasts just like our own uh, that exist to rip on old ass metal dudes. <laughs> and for people that just like heavy, they looked up heavy metal Christmas songs. Yeah, that's fair. That's, there are a shocking number of people who do that. Um, well, we got to close out this rock block. Is that all right? Close it out. All I want for Christmas is you cover by Alex Terrible. You know who Alex Terrible is, right? Living up to his name. We spoke about him just a few weeks ago after he went on a crazy anti-trans rant on Instagram that like went for days. Um, This was put out two years ago. It has almost 700,000 views. It is... I would say unlistenable and that I could not make it through the first two minutes of this because it was so goddamn grating to my ears seeing this jack off in a mask do the silly metal vocal noises over like the normal Mariah Carey track. No, no, I don't care about the fucking presents. Underneath that Christmas tree. I just want you for my really insufferable stuff but the video the video uh really makes this worthwhile here and that you have uh this cocksucker uh in his you know apartment singing this song uh there is a blonde russian woman there that he's supposedly singing to but then he kicks her out of the way to reveal he's actually been singing it to his uh kalishnikov rifle uh at another point in the video uh, his girlfriend is doing her makeup in the mirror and he hits her in the head with the butt of the rifle again for no, no apparent reason there. 
Um, I really hate this guy. I get that like he's being jokey or whatever, but like you're also a huge piece of shit. You're a bad person and you make bad music. And I fully blame tangential or lighter metal fans giving this guy the whatever success that he has because he's been doing this for years just taking mm-hmm. pop songs and going over them and you fucking a- morons eat it up right you eat it up with a spoon i could fucking jingle my keys in front of you and you would love it if i fucking threw up the metal horns fuck right you toss these people a fish and they clap their fins like seals and that's what this guy does and there's other people out there that do the same thing every week they put out some stupid pop cover with metal vocals or breakdowns over it. The difference is that this guy has managed to worm his way into getting onto actual labels. And in this year's case, Milwaukee metal fest. Yeah. So that he can, uh, you know, throw up a Roman salute with the guys in Marduk together. Right. Uh, we'll take a step away from the songs for just a second. They announced <laughs> a bunch of bands from Milwaukee metal fest, which eh, headlining somehow mr bungle all right i would be okay that's kind of cool actually but i i like mr bungle the thing is they've been playing shows for a while so it's not like oh my god i have to go it's they've been around and i think aren't they like just doing their demo stuff really they're not playing california what's the fucking point (laughs) exactly and like i'm i'm not even saying don't have them on your fest like that just doesn't seem like the big headliner to me if this was their first show back in however many years, yes, definitely. But this is kind of like, eh, cool. Blind Guardian, cool. Then there's a blurred out name on the list. Ooh, can't announce them yet. Then Slaughter to Prevail, which fuck you, Jamie Janasta. Come Seriously, on. Seriously, yeah. You're putting them on your fest. Who knows if they can even get into the country? And after all that's gone on with them, and you're putting them that high up on the list. Come on. Who is fucking I, I get that like Josta himself is a fan, I guess. Yeah. But like who the fuck is like, oh, God, I can't wait to see slaughter to prevail. Have some 19, fucking standards. 19 year olds with throat tattoos. I guess so. Then there's another blurred out name, which I'm guessing is dying fetus. Pretty solid bet. In Flames, which whenever I see their name on a fest, I go, oh, cool. Oh, wait. Yeah, right. Oh, wait. The year is not 1998 anymore. Right. You're not. You're probably not going to hear Bullet Ride. You're not going to get anything from Clayman or Horacle. It's going to be the new stuff and you're going to be depressed. Hey, Breed. Boo! As, ex- as expected. <laughs> Deicide. I don't care. I don't care for Deicide. Catatonia. Cool for me. Camelot. I'd, I'd watch them, I guess. I guess. Marduk. Hmm. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Hmm. I'm sure they and Alex Terrible have a lot to discuss behind closed doors. Oh, for sure. Possessed. I do like Possessed. Another blurred out name, which also might be Dying Fetus. They're probably both Dying Fetus. Metal Church. Uh, which I just saw like their vocalist uh, thanks to Blabbermouth did some interview where he did one of those we're turning into a socialist country and we're turning into a fascist country and I think all politicians are you know phone age like oh okay all right cool you're old 
Yeah. Incantation, fine. Skinless, fine. The red cord, boo cops. And then the smaller names, heathen, internal bleeding, something called embryonic autopsy, and something called eyes of the living. Uh, I don't know. Eh. Yep. That's a big eh from old Joe here. I mean, out of that, Blind Guardian and Catatonia for me. Yeah. And I could just see them on their own. No, for real. Like most of the bands I want to see here, I have plenty of opportunity to do so at a much smaller show and go home at a decent hour. And not have to get punched in the back of the head by a Nazi. Exactly. Uh, fuck Mordak for real, though. Uh, and but also fuck this guy, Alex Terrible Guy. Anyway, um, <clears throat> the top comment on this video with uh, Alex Terrible is Alex Terrible is the Deadpool of the metal community. And I would agree with that, but probably not for the reason that you're thinking. Uh, and that this is soy Reddit dumb bullshit that you fucking, again, clap like seals for. <laughs> what does that even mean? Deadpool. Like it's like annoying. I mean, yeah, he's like, wow, what a what a character. He doesn't even care if oh, what he's doing is like wrong or whatever. It's like this is so so desperately lame to me. This is like I have uh, posters of the Joker and Tyler Durden on my wall. Yeah, yeah. If you're that kind of guy, I'm sure that this is just catnip for you. He's but a again, piece of shit like me. Who are you people? Like for real though, if you're listening to this show. And you're like, this is awesome. I find this deeply entertaining. Please let me know because I want to study your brain so that we can find a way to finally make a goddamn dollar off of this show. I want to give you a wedgie. Well, after we met, after we get a dollar wedgie. Um, yeah, hate it, hate it a lot. So we can we can close out that rock block. Thank God. <sighs> Where do you want to go from here, man? Uh, I found a band called Erlosung who do a black metal version of Silent Night with the caveat that they are a Christian black metal band. Ah, so it would be an un-black metal cover there. Or white uh, metal? White metal, one of the two, yeah. Um, we, uh, no, this is good though, because we uh, we spent so long uh, talking about Christian metal specifically towards the beginning of the year. It's good to kind of have some some uh, symmetry here with this. Um, Erlosung. Erlosung. Do you know anything about them? Uh, other than looking them up on like metal archives now. Just two guys doing Christian black metal and doing Christmas songs. Uh, I will say in terms of Christian black metal, just looking at the number of views on this video, this could be a contender for the most famous <laughs> Christian black metal project ever ever made <laughs> because someone did what i did and looked up in youtube black metal christmas songs and that's what comes up One hundred sixteen thousand views on this which i think that we can agree is probably amateurish at best yeah and it's earned them exactly zero dollars i'm sure i i will say that it does give me pause that the official erlo song metal uh pfp on uh, YouTube, it appears to be an anime girl with a gun. What do you make of uh, that? That checks out. It, it does check out, but does give me give me some pause there. I gotta say. Uh, anyway, uh, lots of people seem to like this, but do you like it? No, of course not. <laughs> uh, how would you describe it? 
shitty black metal uh, with the added bent of Christianity to it. Yeah, it's kind of two two bad tastes that don't go together that well for me. Uh, we gotta we gotta listen to it a little bit here. See what see what the the folks out there have to say. Sung black black metal unblack white metal uh, doing Silent Night. Uh, I'm almost positive these guys are fucking four chan Nazis. <laughs> As people who don't listen to heavy metal like to do in the mid 2000s, they like to bring up that Christopher Lee had a heavy metal album. Yeah, he sure did, didn't he? Sending us the same link to the same video over and over again. But he put out some Christmas songs, including this one for Little Drummer Boy. Out of all of the very bad covers we listen to here, this one I will say is at least inoffensive to my tastes. It's it not is, good. I, I would say the instruments are too loud. They are too loud, for sure. Uh, they, they go off on their own where the star is Christopher Lee and his voice. Like, I don't like this song just on the pa-rum-pum-pum-pum nonsense. Sure. Like, that grates on me. But his voice fits with that. If anyone should be saying those words, it should be Christopher Lee. Yeah, this is this is meant to be sung by an old-ass man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, saying pa-rum-pum-pum-pum is not a young man's game. I love, love the cover art on this, though. Like, this is the ideal old man with a guitar uh, album cover and uh, that you have him sitting in a chair with you know a silly pointy guitar you know nestled against his legs uh, count him three different fonts haphazardly laid across uh, saying Christopher Lee uh, in a serif font a heavy metal Christmas in an italic different serif font and at the bottom it appears to be an aerial uh, the little drummer boy silent night <laughs> In Design the back, is my passion. In the background, of course, you have a close-up of Christopher Lee's forehead, and you see his long-ass fucking eyebrows just twirling across the entire cover. Um, it does did appear, have thick eyebrows. Yeah, it, it appears that all of this was put together at a Sears portrait studio. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird. So, Christopher Lee, God bless him. He loved this kind of shit. Um you know, that's that's what we got here. Uh, let's listen to a little bit. That is very much an old ass man doing the little drummer boy with some uh, some distorted guitars on it. Yeah, less is more just let him do his thing and like mute all of your weedly dealies and heavy drum fills. Uh, where do you go? Where, where do you want to go from here? This one was particularly offensive. As we mentioned before, the metalcore covers, I think mm -hmm. this is one of the worst ones being as an ocean. You have, you're a big bow fan. 
being as an ocean man, I got to tell you, I can't keep these names straight. Uh, I don't, I don't remember being as an ocean. They did a cover of have yourself a merry little Christmas. And as we mentioned previously with from ashes to new, where people would have, these bands would have clean, soft vocals at the beginning and then like go over the top with breakdowns. Mm -hmm. This is probably one of the worst offenders for like the first minute. It's, you know, whatever. And then they just, the the worst tropes of metalcore from the 2010s is in this song. This one is kind of above and beyond. And again, I want to give you people the most bang for your buck here. So imagine one minute and 10 seconds of like, you know, very soft, very, um, you know, what what is the word? You would call this like pop punk, right? Like it's pop, it's overly produced pop punk. It's very clean vocals that you yeah. sing along to and is good for like 14 year olds. Yeah. And they're like, it's very dainty. Uh, and then we hit one minute, 11 seconds. Let's go ahead. Hit the, the needle on this right here. For a song like that, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Is this, would you say, appropriate? <laughs> I would not. I would not either, to be honest with you. Uh, and this, unfortunately, is one of those things uh, that at the time, contemporaneously, people were like, this is dog shit. And it, and still, this this thing has remained. This is still a sound that people like to make. And I, I don't know who it appeals to, to be honest with you. Midwestern teenagers and 20 year olds. I, I guess so. Uh, comments here. Um, every aspect of this, I think, is beautifully done. Screams and all wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually love the screams in this one. It feels like a very strong contrast to the instrumentals. But on the other hand, they both sound fantastically sad, if I can put it that way. It's strange, but it works. I think people are just really depressed when they listen to these songs and are projecting their sadness onto some of these songs that do not sound sad. That must be the case, man. I can't figure out any other reason why this would be the thing. Uh, this was, of course, featured on Punk Goes Christmas. If you remember doing uh, that episode where we mentioned all the Punk Goes uh, songs a while ago. Yeah, and uh, it just reminded me, didn't Bad Religion put out a Christmas album? Did they? I believe oh they God. did. Uh, let's see. And also included on this was Newfound Glory, which I think are contractually obligated to appear on all of these. Uh, all Time Low, uh, Gerard Alonge, which I think is a YouTube guy. Uh, Yellow Card, August Burns Red, who I think every time we've ever brought up uh, Christmas music and metal. Somebody's like, but that August Burns Red album is good, and which I say, no, it's not. You have no taste. Yeah, it's like as far as metalcore covers of Christmas songs, sure, they're the best at it, but like at what cost? Yeah, man. What are you, what are you trying to be the best at here? <laughs> so yeah, uh, Bad Religion did do a Christmas EP. It came out in 2013 called Christmas Songs. 
where they did Hark the Herald Angels Sing, O Come All You Faithful, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, White Christmas to the beat of I Want to Be Sedated by the Ramones. Mm. Little Drummer Boy contains an interpolation of California Uber Alice by the Dead Kennedys. Mm. God rest ye merry gentlemen. What child is this? Which ye... I, I always I always love what child is whose child is this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who is this? Uh, angels we have heard on high and American Jesus Andy Wallace mix. Uh-huh. Sounds awful, man. Gotta be honest with you. Yeah, not for me. Uh well, what do you think? Should we call it on this one? Uh do you want to end it on a decent note? Sure, we can do that. What do you what are you thinking here? And of all these I came up with, I think the one that is like the most tolerable is because it doesn't really sound like a Christmas song. It sounds like a Black Sabbath song. And that's because it's Dio doing God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. Uh, this one is weird to me, going to be honest with you. I, I It is better than the other things we have discussed on this week's episode, but mm. I wouldn't go all the way and say that this is a thing that I enjoy. No, no, it's better than what we've heard, and at least it's different. That is there's, true. There, there's something to it. It's not just here's the song or here is the song in our specific genre, I guess. Yes. Like mm-hmm. We're not just throwing in breakdowns and yelling because that's what we do. This is at least different. It is different. Was was Dio a Christian guy? I think he was, right? I probably. Yeah. It seems like this is something that would like be up his alley. Um God rest you merry gentlemen. Uh this again, the original song itself has little uh passages which have like a fair amount of tension in the melody. So it kind of it's a little bit more fitting than a lot of the rest of these. Like you can kind of have like those those minor uh, progressions that otherwise don't fit like <sighs> deck the halls with boughs of holly, <laughs> some shit like that, you know? Uh, yeah. So I, and- it makes sense anyway, but let's, let's listen to a little passage here. Save us all from Satan's power when we were gone. God rest ye, ye, merry gentlemen. Ye, merry gentlemen. Uh, and I know you wanted to get in a music video you watched earlier today that was actually very good. Okay, so uh, I feel like this part, I was a little hesitant to even bring it up because it makes me wrong about a lot of things I've said over the years. <laughs> uh, and if there's one thing you hate, it's being wrong. I hate being wrong. Uh, Mark Tremonti, do you know Mark Tremonti? He's the guitar guy. He's the guitar guy. Most famously, the only thing I really cared about was Creed, but he's done a bunch of other things over the years as well. He's been very, very successful over the years, which again, I choose to pigeonhole him as the Creed guy. So it makes it even funnier to me. And Alter Bridge guy. And Alter Bridge guy. Um, He put out a Christmas record a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Included in this was a video that you found for a song called Christmas Morning. And I didn't bother to look it up. I'm not sure if this was a Sinatra song or if this is an original. Do you know? 
I don't know. I do know he loves Sinatra to the point where he's done a covers album of Sinatra songs. Yeah. And this is he's full on crooning in this. Oh, yeah. He is channeling Frank Sinatra on this. Yeah. And um, the instrumentation here, again, he's the guitar guy, but there I don't believe there's any guitar at all in this. This is entirely uh, horns and strings, uh, piano. It's a very uh, kind of gentle song done in the way that you would expect, you know, all of those, you know, classic Christmas songs to be done from the 40s and 50s. So he's gone for a more traditional angle here. I'm not super crazy about his voice, but I can't deny that it does work here for what he's trying to pull off. Yeah, but, absolutely. But what is really surprising to me about this and what I I reluctantly have to give him major props for it is his music video on this. It's a uh, stop motion uh, Christmas story, much in the vein of like Rudolph and the Island of Lost Toys. It is actually very delightful in that uh, it begins with Santa losing his Christmas list, uh, a little version of Tremonti fucking around in his house, finding it outside and going on a quest across the North Pole to hand the list back to Santa. <laughs> uh, it features um, a penguin fishing, uh, going ice fishing, and a seal coming up and stealing his fish away from him. Uh, various animals playing stand-up bass. Uh, Tremonti screaming in fear as he's flying through the sky on Santa's sleigh. Like It's overall very cute and very well done. Uh, yeah, it's they obviously put money into this and what appears to be a lot of love. And it is a nice, sweet song and video. And I have no complaints, especially compared to everything else we've played. Yeah, if, if we're talking about like you want to like kind of recapture some Christmas shit when you were a kid, when you were a kid, this seems like the best way of going about it here, going for a more traditional route and using like the media that was prevalent uh you know in in what you were watching back then so um i don't know i i like this a lot actually uh it has twenty four thousand views which is a shame because i can't imagine how much fucking work into went into this thing you know i think you got to get it to like the 50 and over crowd that like your mom who puts music in the six cd changer as soon yeah. as it gets chilly outside because they would enjoy this i think for sure but uh, anything that features a snowman, uh, claymation snowman ripping on the saxophone, I think I have to I have to give it some points. Underappreciated subgenre, snowman jazz. Absolutely. So as much as it pains me to do this, uh, I will give Mark Tremonti props on this one. I was wrong about a lot of things I've said. Sorry about that. And on this day, Joe's heart grew three sizes too large. And then he had to be rushed to the emergency room. I got to take Lasix now. <laughs> I need statins. Uh, let's, let's call it on this, but how about this as a, a teaser, if you will, if you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe to the Patreon, the toilet of hell Patreon, where you will hear part 
two of this exact thing. So if you hated this, maybe it's not such a good carrot. Uh, but if you liked it, hey, there's more of it. There's more of it. And there's even worse songs that we are going to be playing. Oh, we are going to hit lows like you can't imagine. <laughs> um, also, uh, we have like a hundred, a hundred plus other bonus episodes to listen to. Tons of playlists handmade by us because we want you to listen to cool jams that you have not heard before. Uh, and you, uh, I don't know, you give us money, which is good for, for some good reasons. Um, as I promised, uh, I'm putting up the pre-order information for our Toil of Hell t-shirts this week. Be on the lookout for that. Probably Friday at the latest, published on the main site. Um, anything else we need to let people know? of hell at gmail.com we are going to be having our holiday episode in a couple of weeks if you'd like to participate and send us stuff you can send us an email at totalofhellradio at gmail.com and we will send you our addresses uh follow us on the social medias facebook twitter instagram blue sky uh join the discord and have fun with some of the other contributors and listeners and people who never ever ever stop posting always be um, posting also if you if you want to join the discord let us know because i think that we need to give you an invite personally and you can follow joe on twitter if you want at joe thrash and kill at total of hell and we also are going to have stickers for sale so check those out and i think that's about it all righty we'll see you next time everybody bye <laughs> You're listening to 66.6 FM, Radio Radio. TOVH, The Flush.